0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Good day, everyone. My second lecture I was asked to do is uh, entitled Continuing Treatment into Adulthood Evolving the Treatment Goals. Um, I'm a professor of pediatrics, medicine, and and labor- pathology and laboratory medicine at the Schulich School of Medicine and Dentistry in London, Ontario, which is between uh, Toronto and Detroit. So I would like to ask a few questions. Um, the first one is, and I'm really inspired by a lecture by Dr. Leanne Ward. Um, What should be our treatment target? We normally have the consensus that we should aim for a normalization of the alkaline phosphatase. And she shared, and I'm grateful for sharing her slides, that um, she had the opportunity to do a bone biopsy on an adolescent. And um, should we, like we do in IBD or other diseases, aim for complete resolution of osteomalacia or just for the normalization of the alkaline phosphatase? so this is this patient uh, who had been on treatment for a number of years and he was started at the age of 10 he was actually one of the study patients and he needed an orthopedic surgery so there was an opportunity for him to um, have a bone biopsy and as you can see uh, he was growing quite nicely along the percentiles and the dose was not totally optimized he occasionally had low normal cell phosphates but he did have a normal alkaline phosphatase throughout the time and he had no pain but i know that you will not be experts in bone mineral density assessments but there was on the biopsy um at the time when he was about um, Four and a half years post-treatment start, and a dose of about one milligram per kilo, that there was still mild active osteomalacia despite of the neutralisation of the FGF23 with parousima, and so that raises an interesting question as to what we should have as a treatment target. The next question that comes right along with that is that there are actually developmental changes in the alkaline phosphatase normal values. And um, also, this was a male, and I've previously talked about dosing for males as compared to females. And uh, I want to remind us our, ourselves about the age dependency of the alkaline phosphatase. As you can see, on the left side are the boys, and on the right side are the girls. And alkaline phosphatase is quite high early on in life um, and then drops to low values around the age 5 to 10. But then when we have our pubertal growth spurts, we have much higher values. And should we be allowing higher alkaline phosphatase values, where exactly in this chart should we aim at this? I think this is an important question that needs to be addressed, especially in view of the possibility to perhaps achieve complete um, uh, resolution of the osteomalacia. So um, should we then have a higher alkaline phosphatase in puberty as a target? Or should we actually not use the chronological age, but actually look at the tunnel staging so that the highest um, alkaline phosphatases are aimed for when they are going through the stage three of puberty. These are all unanswered questions that uh, may help us to guide an optimal therapy and perhaps allow for complete resolution of the osteomalacia. Then um, another important open question is about the body proportions. This was work that was done with Dr. Um, in when I was in Berlin. Some long a long time ago but you have very disproportionate body compositions the sitting height is maintained but you have short stature and you have in particular very short leg length and we have no data on how borosamab would achieve that but for the quality of life the final height is actually a very important one and it seems that the later you start with the therapy the less you achieve a normal final height And over time, actually, the body disproportion worsens and you get these normal trunks, but you get these very short femurs and uh, tibia, which may be worsened by bowing. So then the other important question is, so we treat children every two weeks. In the original trials, uh, both pediatric and adult uh, dosing was actually uh, started at Q4 weeks but it came out that that is not working and it was shortened and I know from a lot of parents that um, they are on treatment and have been switched to twice um, a month's dosing not just once a month the other question is what do we do with the dosing the dosing is 0.8 to 2 milligrams every 2 weeks in the pediatric age but then the same dose is applied every 4 weeks and should we not maybe taper the transition? This is a very important question that we have no answer for, right? Um, and also, we need more data on the conversion from adult dosing from every four weeks to two weeks, and that was done because they're having symptoms. So to summarize, patients could be treated with up um, from birth at, or at least six months of age until the um, entire life. And there's some uncertainty about how to convert dosing upon transition into adult care. A question for future research include, um, should we normalize uh, the alkaline phosphatase? Is that enough? And do we need full normalization um, of the osteomalacia? And then uh, treatment duration, frequency, and age sex differences need to be studied further. Thank you for your attention.